the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff, management, or ownership of this station. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we are talking savings investments in your retirement right here on the Max Out Savings Show. Our show is all about savings investments in your retirement, and our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's save aggressively and invest conservatively, and I think we've seen why you do the invest conservatively this week with the markets. Uh, And by the way, uh, you can listen by going to uh, the AM1070, The Answer website, uh, listen live. And we also have podcasts on there as well of, of the show. So uh, we, and actually we have listeners from all over the, uh, literally all over the world, listen to the show from time to time. Uh, so you can go to the website if you're not here in Houston or, or can't pick up the signal. And uh, the uh, other way you can participate is, is by... Uh, Going to the website, maxoutsavings.com, and sign up for our free report, which we send out. And we, we discuss everything from uh, retirement to uh, climate change to uh, everything happening in the world. And, and it's uh, so you better understand the world. And it, it's a free report we send out. It's, it's another way to participate in the show. Uh, our most recent one uh, sent out, uh, what was that? What was that? This was sent out the... Uh, beginning of the week here, actually, and uh, on Monday, and we basically said uh, that, uh, you know, uh, the market was breaking down and the uh, pointed out some safe alternatives. And, uh, you know, what, what look at, looking at the steep decline, the S&P, it sectors appeared the market is breaking, uh, breaking down across the board. Uh, the indexes have broken down, very little support, which is what we've been talking about. We've been sort of warning you for a while, and so it it kind of is what it, you know it is what it is, and and we'll be discussing that. But clearly, we've we've gotten breakdowns. We've been talking about this on our Max Out Savings Report for a number of months now, pointing out this. Uh, two months ago, or uh, we 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 brought uh, wait uh, October. Let me back up here. August, I think it was August. We we went and uh, talked about the the fangs, <laughs> Facebook, Apple, Netflix, and Google. We wrote about in the report that Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, and Google, and Microsoft contributed to ninety eight percent of the return a year to date in the S and P five hundred. We said these things were headed for trouble. Uh, we said we said that the sector was vastly overvalued, comparable to nineteen ninety nine. Uh, we laid out the case that it was a bubble. And uh, earlier in the year, we put in some little charts of different bubbles, and the FANG bubble was in there. And we said to stay out of the sector, avoid the sector. It was going down. And uh, sure enough, it started going down, and it's just completely falling apart now. And we said everything is working against it. The big trends are changing in in, in the world, and this, this affects your retirement. And one of the things... Over the last decade, or it's really the last decade, it's it, it's been a real, you know, I I really think it's almost been a, a different. The the Federal Reserve has stepped in 
and 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 basically, you know, we pretty much have relied on a free market, uh, a democratic free market capitalist system. And and the Chinese, you know, they're more communist. Russians are, com- uh, you know, they're going back to more of a communist system. And and I think, and some of the ivory towers. Uh, at Princeton and Yale and places like that, I think they figured out an alternative way, which is more of a managed economy using using uh, money at the Federal Reserve. And, and, and so when we got into a financial crisis uh, in 2008, rather than the Federal Reserve stepping up and saying, hey, we're doing some things wrong here, uh, we're instead of them going, look, we're not growing our economy. Uh, we're we're losing business to China. Uh, globalization. We're letting too much of our factories and equipment move overseas. We're not we're not educating our people. Uh, we're we're not deregulating the economy. It's becoming overregulated, uh, overtaxed. Instead of the Federal Reserve saying, "Look, we can't can't not afford these entitlements of of Social Security, the disability, Medicare." Our medical costs are spiraling out of control. We can't afford this. We need to change. This is an opportunity. Federal Reserve said to basically to Washington, everyone, step back. Let us handle this. We'll get the economy going. You guys don't need. Is it a commercial? Uh, no. Am I live? Uh, yeah. Hey, that way. And that was a talk on the Federal Reserve I gave several years back. And here we are again today. Nothing ever changes. And uh, we're basically going to be talking today about, again, another liquidity flood by the Federal Reserve of a half a trillion dollars uh, in the world today. And it's uh, it never ends with the Federal Reserve. Uh, here, here we are. I, I ran some numbers the we've had this quote repo crisis in what we originally were told by uh wall street in the federal reserve is well look there's taxes are coming up at the year end the quarterly taxes are coming in in september and so at the end of the quarter it, you know it, it, there's a shortage of money because everyone's paying their taxes and i'm kind of like wait a minute i thought we cut corporate taxes so this shouldn't be a problem the next thing we heard was was the banks moved some money around in it, and uh, it was a problem there. It, it, they've not given us a good reason for the repo crisis, where the the borrowing of repo rates have went up. They you know they went up to ten percent for just a day, and then went back down. Now, look, in fairness to the Federal Reserve, I'm old school. Okay. I believe in the free market capitalist system. I, I think the country was built on I think it was very successful. The Fed, you know, they think they're going to, look, let us centrally plan the economy. So, so they're always going to try to centrally plan the economy, particularly to protect Wall Street. And, and so here we are today. We've had the repo crisis. It's going on for a couple months now, and it, it doesn't seem to go away. And as near as I can see, a couple things. I, I attended a... Uh, a lunch with Ben Bernanke a couple months back. It was a luncheon, and and you know he said something interesting. He said that it was about a month or so back. That, you know they decided to they they finally decided to reject negative interest rates a couple months back. We we, we you know we, the talk was the Federal Reserve was going to go to negative interest rates. We sold our banks because for our clients because look you can't own a bank in a negative interest rates. If we go negative interest rates, it's going to destroy the banking insurance and pension systems in the United States. Finally, they rejected that. And and, and they said, what, what he said was, is, look, what we can do is they're going to walk out the curve and push rates closer to zero further out, like one, two, three years. Well, what I think has been happening with the repo crisis is, I believe the banks and the hedge funds are trying to front run the Federal Reserve, and I think they the banks shifted some of their reserves at the Federal Reserve out to buying treasuries to try to take advantage of this of thing. And what it did is it, it it caused a shortage of reserves at the Federal Reserve, and that's what I think happened. And so here we are, fast forward today, and and Bob, over the next month, month and a half or so, that you know the Federal Reserve is going to put a half a trillion dollars in. Five hundred billion, and it works. Out, it works out to be about thirteen hundred dollars for every man, woman, and child in the United States. And look, my answer is: in the socialists and the Democrats will say, "Hey, we should engage in 
modern monetary theory and uh, and and just put pay the you know pay people instead of doing this. well you know I got to tell you look if the Fed is going to do this why don't they just give everybody thirteen hundred dollars I mean I don't understand why this money is being used to help out Wall Street banks now they'll tell you it's going to roll back onto their balance sheet but I've they roll they they have been. What we talked about at the Federal Reserve was, and we're going to get to some savings investment and tips for the new year here in just a minute, but but I think it's important to understand this this basic cancer that has infected the United States of America in the Federal Reserve it, it, is that if you look at it, uh, what's happened is, is that th- they have come in with these big programs and they said, look, you know, they did this after after 2008, the same type of thing. And, and people uh, and say they raised a massive balance sheet, which means they simply printed money and bought treasuries and other in in, in, in other investments and then put money in the system by printing money. They said, look, we're going to take it back now. Well, they took it back down a year ago. They reduced their balance sheet. And now within two months, they took it right back to where it was in an economy with 2% growth, the lowest unemployment rate in 50 years, 3.5%, and the economy is starting to turn globally, and these people are flooding the world with money. And, and you're kind of like, what? on what planet are these people on? And and, and I think it's a real concern. And look, it's, it's, it's a fair concern. Why don't we take that balance sheet at the Federal Reserve and distribute it to the American people? It's a $4.5 trillion balance sheet, which is an enormous amount of money that can go into people's retirement funds. And I think that would be more positive for the thing. I, I, again, I don't really believe in this stuff, but if, quite frankly, the one good thing you can say about the Federal Reserve is they've made it so we never have to worry about deficits again. You know, I fought my entire life for balanced budgets when it came to the government and, and uh, you know, to try to balance a budget that state of Texas has to balance a budget. Our deficits have gone up. I said it's going to cause inflation. But in fairness, we haven't seen the inflation. And if the Fed is going to do this, why should the Democrats or the Republicans ever balance a budget again? Because they got the Federal Reserve that can monetize their debts. This is going to blow up. It's going to blow up badly. The question is when and how. Because we all know that what I just said cannot possibly happen. We all know this is going to end badly. And and what we have is we have reckless central bankers have fed Wall Street. And we have reckless corporations loading up on debt in the United States. And underneath it, we have a very solid economy, a growing economy. We got an exciting trade balance, uh, a trade deal uh, with China we're going to be discussing. We, we've got 3.5% unemployment, and we're making a shift underneath Everything the Federal Reserve has done, we're making the shift because of policies put in place uh, by President Trump and and the ingenuity of the American people. Our economy is turning around unlike any other country out there. We have uh, 2% growth rate, 3.5% unemployment. Wages are, are rising over 3%. Things are exciting. Wages on the lower end for lower Lower wage workers are going up faster than higher wage workers. That's exciting. That's what we all want to see out there. Now, you know, from a higher wage, I'm hoping to make more money, but but you want to see people that wages aren't as high go up, which is so the real economy is going. Factories are coming back to the United States. Look at Houston. It's booming. Factories are coming back from China. Austin is a complete boom town. You know, people are getting, friends of mine are getting calls. Hey, you know, we're looking to put, can you build us a factory in Austin? Can you build us a factory in, you know, round, you know, wherever? Uh, because they're moving factories back to the United States. It's a slow process. For 25 years, we've had factories pouring out of the United States to take advantage of, of basic slave labor in China and no environmental rules and no safety rules. Uh and, and, and unfair trade practices and subsidies, now they're coming back to the United States. So the real economy underneath this Wall Street, uh, you know, bubble to some extent is starting to come back. And that's a good thing. So things are going and we're making this shift from the real economy, from the financial economy. And if you look at the United States, the Europeans, the Japanese have been much more aggressive. They've taken rates negative. They're very aggressive. They're buying stock. They own like 50% of the ETFs in China is owned by the central bank. Their market's going up some. It quite hasn't recovered from what it was in 19, uh, like 25 years ago. It's the same price. Think about that. Okay. At they, their economy is stuck in the, in, in the doldrums. You look at the, at the Europeans, they, they, no, one, no one has been more aggressive with negative interest rates. The, the Greeks, the, look, 
I'm Greek, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry, but the Greeks buying under borrowing money for 10 years underneath where the United States government is borrowing is the Greek government is absurd, but it shows the insane. Their economy is mired in in in, in, in close to recession. Uh, the, the, Germany had a, a negative uh, uh, negative growth rate uh, about a quarter uh, last quarter. So it's it, it, it it's they're in trouble over there. But their central bank has flooded the world, flooded to Europe with money. Hadn't done any good. Their economy is not going anywhere. The United States said, look, we're going to lower taxes. We're going to deregulate. We're going to free the American people, and we're going to rely on the capitalist free market system and fair trade, and we're the country that's pulling the rest of the world out of a recession. That's exciting, and we're going to talk about how that's going to affect things, but understand things are changing underneath it. We're seeing the end of the old guard in these central banks, and that is going to be a problem. We'll talk about that when we get back right here on the Max Out Savings Show. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Shows. Little Hayes Carl there. Uh, we're we're just talking earlier about the uh, about the Federal Reserve, and it, and it had some stuff from a little earlier on. Uh, I was actually a couple minutes late to the show. I can count on one hand the number of times I've been late to the show, well over a decade, and it's been like twice in the last month or so because of construction on uh, the interchange at forty nine and six ten, but. Here I am. So, uh, we, we're talking a little earlier about what, what what's going on. Why is the Federal Reserve flooding the system with money again under the guise of not quantitative easing, when everyone knows it is quantitative easing, and they're trying to claim since it's short-term treasuries, but 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 again, it's a trillion dollars. It's thirteen hundred dollars for every man, woman, and child in the United States, approximately. And so here we are. I mean, what's going on? And it's been really hard to get the answer of that. I'm not convinced that it doesn't lie to some extent overseas, too. But uh, clearly there's some type of problem out there. And this is this has pushed the market up because anytime the Fed floods the system with money, the the, the market goes up. And it's really been the, the, the miracle of, of, of Donald Trump is uh, is that he, he was able to get done what he's been able to do under just 
you know, extraordinary conditions uh, and, and get this stuff done and get the economy going. It's been no thanks to the Federal Reserve whatsoever on so many fronts. Uh, it, it's always been the free market. Uh, and, and, you know, my, my philosophy is if, if 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 repo rates go up, so what? Then other people will step up to the plate. But but now, what, most likely, there's a whole lot of people that have borrowed enormous amounts of money and probably trillions of dollars in the hedge fund area that will be hurt by this. But, you know, look, if you want to go gamble on Wall Street, it's not the responsibility of the American people to subsidize you when you get in trouble. If you make a bad investment, you lose the money and that's it. Nobody bails out the average person in this country, and they certainly shouldn't be bailing out Wall Street, and they certainly shouldn't be bailing out hedge funds, particularly. Look, sometimes you have to do a bailout. When the economy is about to collapse in 2008, you got to do a bailout. But you don't do a bailout uh, when the economy is coming along at two, at a good growth rate, and you've got 3.5% unemployment. I just think it's fundamentally wrong, and this has been the, the battle that's been going out there between this elite class in, in, in Washington, D.C., and basic the, the basic real economy and real people and real working people in the United States. And the working people, doesn't they don't just include the factory work. It, it, this includes... It includes doctors, it includes engineers, it includes businessmen and small businessmen, particularly, you know, the, those people are, are, you know, they don't get what, 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 you know, certain firms on Wall Street are getting. And, and, and it's just, and it's been ex- amazing how hard this is sit there has been to rein this stuff in. I've talked to people on this. I've talked to, you know, uh, find financial services committee up in Congress. I've, you know, those people, have, have, you know. It, it it's incredibly hard to get anything done. And here we have another example of a bailout. So we'll see what's going to happen there. Uh, a couple good things that are happening. I want to go with those. And by the way, this is a live show here in Houston, Texas on Saturdays. It, and uh, so uh, the and I've got some exciting news I'll be discussing here in a minute as well uh, coming up. Uh, but if you if you sit and look at it, we had a lot of real positive things happening. This I mean, phenomenally good things happening this week the we got we got the trade deal we got uh we got the uh the the in the uk boris johnson won and i I tell you what this is like ted why are we talking about the uk this is a big story what what why now here's how it applies to the united states the brits have been over there arguing back and forth about about Brexit, which is look, we're 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 done with the Europeans. All they do is they can't do anything right. It, it, it's it's basically a bureaucratic state run in Brussels, telling everyone else in, in 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 Europe what to do and how to live their lives. And we think we can do a better job. And we, you know, we, we, there's too many immigrants coming in. It's one problem after another. And you know, so then they decide we're going to leave. And so there's a huge battle in Parliament. And, and and again, it's almost like exactly what's happening in the United States. So whether to stay or not. So they have a vote. The British people go, look, we want to leave. So then the, the, the government's in charge of negotiating. Well, the parliament, which is the Congress in the United States, they're arguing back and forth, can't get anything done. It's a complete debacle. They're having to ask for extensions. And the Europeans kind of played them. They actually had a pretty good deal, but they, you know, they they saw the they saw the Europe the the English were divided, and they, and they basically used it to their advantage. Well, here comes Boris Johnson, and Boris Johnson goes, "Hey, I'm just going to call an election. Nothing's getting done," and, and and so they called an election. Boris Johnson is is a Tory. That's like the Conservatives, and then they have the Liberal Party uh, or Labour Party, led by uh, who was the Labour person. Cam was it Cam? I forgot. It wasn't Cameron. It was. I'll get it in a minute. But uh, so they had the election. Well, the the Labor Party. These this guy is close to being communist. I mean, he really is extreme. He wanted the wealth taxes. They were going to sit there and, and, and redistribute wealth, all types of things, pretty much like the Democrats here, like AOC. He was like an AOC. It was a blowout for the Tories and Boris Johnson. They picked up sixty six seats. Uh, they were just hoping to get like about 12, I think, is all they needed. They got 66 seats. Uh, the Labor lost 42 seats. Some of the others lost 26. It, w- it was a complete blowout for the conservatives. They want lower taxes. They want growth. Uh, they they, they want to get away from the Europe. They, and, and, and so 
very similar to, to the United States. The the English didn't want to be told what to do by by uh, by bureaucrats in Brussels. We don't want to be told what bureaucrats in Washington. They they wanted to do something about immigration. They wanted to do something about out of control rules and regulations, out of control taxes. And this is a huge the Democrats here are looking at this. They've got to be worried because it was very it's very similar to what's happening. Boris Johnson was kind of like the Europe, the UK's version of Donald Trump. And it was a blowout election. And uh, and so I think this is very exciting for Donald Trump. I think I think if I'm the Democrats, I'm pretty worried about what that election was. Uh the other the other big story out there, and, and so that's very positive for the election coming up. The other big story is we finally got a trade deal. Now, this is just phase one of the trade deal, and it, it does a couple things. It, it, of course, opens up the financial markets more to, for Wall Street in China, which, of course, is the most important thing as far as Washington is concerned, even though no one else in the country cares about these people and all hates them. But... Uh, the other thing it does is it it it, it they're going to agree to start put uh, putting and trying to do something. I probably would you probably can see the more egregious intellectual property theft stop. I think I think they're going to get much tougher. The Chinese are probably going to back off some of their industrial espionage, which has just been absolutely horrific, and incredibly damaging to the United States of America. You're not going to hear about that, but. I suspect that's in there. And it was also a trade. They agreed to buy $50 billion worth of, of, of agricultural products. Now, people will tell you, well, that's really not good. because that's This is a fake deal because they only do $25 billion right now of agricultural products, which is like your soybeans, your cattle, chickens, hogs, uh, corn, those type of things. But I, it, I think... Maybe the art of the deal in this case is how you define agricultural product. Like in theory, a deer tractor could be an agricultural product. Uh, you know, it's just all types of things. If you're importing wood and you know lumber in, that's an agricultural product. A caterpillar tractor or, or you know a bulldozer could be an agricultural product. So there's a lot of ways to quote define agricultural product in the thing. So this is so this I think is exciting. It does a couple things. First of all, and most importantly, is I think it 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 kind of calls a truce to the trade war. I think it's sort of a standing, <laughs> a backing down on both sides that they just don't want this to spin completely out of control, which is in danger of doing. So that that and you're not hearing about that, but that's the real thing. Is it, it really? Hey, look, we're going to kind of tone the trade war down. We're going to try to work together, try to get some things done. They're going to negotiate going forward in other areas. They're both going to kind of be go on separate paths to some extent, but but it cools down tensions tremendously. This is very good for the global economy. This is going to let companies at least start. There's a lot of pent-up demand in American manufacturers, European manufacturers as well, of what to do. They haven't been spending money. This is going to allow them to start making some decisions on capital spending and things like that going forward now that they see things just aren't going to get too bad. So that... That's that's a real positive. The this as we've talked about for two or three years, and I think we we're ahead of this out of almost anyone out there. Uh, we said, look, this is a long term. This is a trade war. It's it's a it's a long term deal. I, I you know I, I remember my uh, uh, my friend and mentor Mike Metz uh, uh, years ago. Uh, I called him up after nine eleven. He was in the building across the street. And I'm like, Mike, what do you think? And he goes, It's a hundred year war. And it's this isn't a hundred year war, but it's probably a forty, twenty, thirty year war somewhere in there uh, with China. And, and and so it's not going to be a war, but it's just going to be somewhat of a competition. And, and and so by backing things down, trying to work together, this is a positive. The other thing is the agricultural. This is where I think uh, for our clients, we've moved, we moved in, uh, picked up additional agricultural stocks uh, at the end of the week. I think it was late Thursday uh, after we saw the deal. I, I think I think it's bigger for agricultural than people believe. A couple things with agriculture. One reason we've kind of overweighted a little bit in the sector, and there is, look, it's been really bad for agriculture. It, it a lot of people go look. Well, the trade war prices have been. It hasn't just been that. Keep in mind, massive amounts of rain across the uh, the plains this year. Uh, a lot of farmers couldn't get their they, their their crop planted at all. It got flooded out. 
or then it got so muddy in the field that it drowned the plants, or it got so muddy they couldn't get the tractors in there to fertilize or do anything, uh, you know, put the pesticides in there at all because the tractors would get stuck. And, and then they couldn't, in some cases, they couldn't harvest. I remember a couple of years back, they had a big cotton field. Uh, I didn't know if these people had a gorgeous cotton cotton crop, and, and this isn't this year, but and then it's, I think they got like five inches of rain out there. Well, it, it almost wrecked the cotton crop. They couldn't get out there for another month or so when the cotton was falling on the ground and it really hurt them pretty badly. It's the same thing. That's what's been happening in, in the Midwest. And, and so it's been a big problem. Now in Texas, it's actually strangely enough been a drought. So it's been a very bad year for, for farmers in, in the United States. Uh, it, it, and then in, in addition to the embargo, which has hurt the 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 pricing so i think you're going to see i think you're going to see a rebound in the farm economy next year which is very good for the farmers i think it's going to be ag is going to be a great opportunity to be in next year and i think also this is going to help out president trump so i i like the trade deal i think it's pretty good uh you know we'll see where things go from now uh both sides are trying to put a spin on it that they didn't concede anything at all and um but i think it's going to let them sort of work together uh, in 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 and move forward on some stuff. I I think that to 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 a, an extent, the tariffs have been really. I I think tariffs, quite frankly, are more effective than people think. I I, I don't view them as negative. I never did. Uh, a lot of talk was the tariffs were the result of the Great Depression. If you really studied the Great Depression, it it was really uh, a couple things. It was the Fed at the tight was too tight ta- too tight, and also people forget that during the, in the Depression for thirty years. Roosevelt instituted socialist policies after about people forget he tried to pack the Supreme Court. He's going to add a whole bunch more Supreme Court justices in there. And there was finally a revolt. I mean, it was one thing that, you know, the New Deal, the the farm. I mean, I mean, some of these things that, you know, they it would basically socialism he was trying to implement. And it was just, you know, I had someone tell me last night it was by the grace of God. They actually made the point that Roosevelt, you know, died when he did. And, you know, for several other reasons. But, uh so 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 it but they're able to take some of the tariff money and support the farmers when we had a bad year and 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 the and the and the, uh, the the Chinese stopped buying farm products so so there was subsidies for lots of the of the farmers out there so I, and I think you could use some of these subsidies to also help manufacturing here and it puts a little bit of gate look people forget people forget this I saw a study it's been a while back it, it I I want to say the number was the advantage to manufacturing in China because of the lack of pollution controls, and that might have changed a little bit because they're tightening up, was 15%. So if I to manufacture the car here or the whatever here cost 15% more just because they had to deal with the pollution controls versus China. And so by putting some of these tariffs in, it's leveling the playing field. So very good year, very good uh uh, you're actually very good week for President Trump on, on numerous levels. I think this is good for the economy. We've seen great job numbers. The economy is starting to pick up. And, and so I think things are starting to go well. Now, the the markets, they're pretty hot right now. They're very overvalued. It, and, and, and again, I think this shift from financial market to real world is, is a bigger shift than people think. And and I, I think you've got to be in very. I think you're going to see a different markets in in going forward. Different areas outperform. We're going to talk some more about that uh, because I think you're seeing a fundamental shift uh, underneath a lot of this right after that. And how that affects your 401k and IRA. And by the way, you can give us a call here. This is a live show at seven one three 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 nine ten seventy here in the Max Out Savings Show. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulic-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. 
South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings investment in your retirement. A uh, couple exciting things out there. Uh, I'm going to be on uh, right after this show is Successful Living with Bill Knappick. I'm going to be on that show as well. Uh, Bill does a lot. Uh, he interviews a lot of people about successful living. It's really a fantastic show. And so I'm excited. So make sure you continue to listen. You'll be hearing me again on the Successful Living Show. Uh also, you can give me a call here right now at 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Savings Show. And if you haven't gone to the website to sign up for the free newsletter, we are writing we write these things all the time, about once a month, on everything from savings, investments, uh, common 401k mistakes, RMDs, when we talk some more about that. Uh, just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com, sign up for the free report. Now, a couple other things here I wanted to just touch base on. The uh, coming up on year end. So what 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 do we want to take? I think a couple of things you want to look at. Have you maxed out your savings for 2019? Remember, you can get a tax deduction. So if you can put some more money in your in your uh, if you're not uh, don't have enough in the 401k or the IRAs, you can remember you can still put in six thousand dollars in an IRA or seven thousand if you're over age fifty, get a tax deduction. So you put it in right now, you get a tax deduction when you do your taxes next month. And uh so it, it that's a pretty good deal. Now's the time to maximize your savings for year end, uh and, and think about that. And so this is a real opportunity right here yeah, to t- to take advantage of that. The the other thing is how are you set for for 2020, a lot of people out there aren't saving enough money. Now's the time uh, to go to your HR person and start for the new year. Turn you know, turn over a new leaf, start up, and increase your savings rate. And, and so, if you're only saving five percent, that then what you have to do is is you want to try to get up six seven percent. I have uh, one of my sons is starting a, a job here shortly, and and we're talking, and he's going to be maxing out as much as he can on the 401k to the full amount since he doesn't have any expenses. I'm like, look, start out now, put away the money and, 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 and get there. Look, it's more difficult for other people. A lot other people, they, you know, maybe their salary isn't that much. They, if they get a house, they get, they get a car, they have kids and then it starts, money starts getting tight. You still have to continue to save that money. So, so if you're if you're not at the ten percent is kind of the minimum we should think you should be at. And then you get thirteen percent with the thing. If you're not there, if, if you know if you're just at five, raise it up to seven, and maybe the next year see how it goes. 
uh, or if you get a raise, if they give you a raise, put, you know, raise up your, your, take half of the raise and put it in your 401k. If, if you're, if you're not make, if you're behind in your savings, you know, put it in the savings plan. And, and so now's the time to do that. You're seeing your people are, are getting the, you know, the salaries for the new year. They're seeing the matches come in. The, 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 in some cases, you can only make the change once a year on the actual giving. It just depends on the plan. But 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 now's the time to call your HR department, talk to them about the savings plan. Because remember, every dollar you put into your savings, your 401k plan, your 403b, your 457, those different, you're getting a tax deduction. You're getting part of the money back. So if you're in a 25% tax bracket, you put the money in, and if you put $4,000 in, you're going to get $1,000 back here in a couple months anyway. So it's it, 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 not only are you saving for retirement, you're getting a tax deduction. I, years ago, people would invest in the most ridiculous things, you know, cattle operations. You put $50,000 in a cattle operation, you can deduct two hundred. I mean, some of the stuff we used to come up with just amazed me. There's not many tax deductions out there left. The government's been pretty efficient about you know cutting back a lot of the tax deductions. But this is a freebie they're giving you. They're, let, they're saying, look, if you put money away for your 401k plan, we'll give you a tax deduction. And then, not only that, we'll sit there you don't have to pay any taxes on all the money you make until you take the money out of your 401k plan or when you roll into your IRA when you retire. That's a that's a fantastic deal. You get tax-free growth and you get a deduction. So basically, you're putting in you're putting in subsidized money and then getting paying no taxes. Nobody gets that. That is the best tax deal out there. And 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 you know it because this is how people are building up the, the big wealth in the United States. The 401k plan has been remarkably successful for retirement. So anyway, a couple things to think about. Uh, new year. Working on uh, putting together portfolios for the new year. Uh, as I said, I think ag area is going to be a, a big, big sector. Uh, I, I, I think a, a couple things. I think the market's going to be very volatile. I, I think you're going to see a lot of up and down. Uh, you know, I, I think Trump is going to be is going to win the presidency again, but you never know what's going to happen. You also th- look with with this election in the UK, they made it sound like uh, the labor was going to win. I mean, they're like, oh, this is so close. And it was a blowout. So they're going to make if 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 Bernie Sanders gets in there and says he's going to nationalize the United States, they're going to make it sound like he's going to win up to the end, and that's going to be very volatile for the markets. Uh, you're also going to have uh, I I think you're going to have other problems out there. They're going to creep up. Uh, I think there's a lot of pressure on corporate America. I mean, it, this is a very populist. It's going to be very populist uh, election. Make no big mistake about it. I mean. We, uh, it was all about populism in the UK with Brexit. It's all about I mean, populism. They have populism problems in Iran. They have populism problems in Chile. They have populism problems in 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 uh, France. I mean, all over the world, Hong Kong populism. People want to be free. They they, they want they, they they really are tired of bureaucrats mandating their every little move. And and, and this is a huge. It it, it it this is a global phenomenon. So. You know, big Wall Street firms, uh, corporations, they're going to be under more pressure. They got huge tax breaks uh, we recently put in place for them. And uh, quite frankly, they spent a lot of it on buying back stock in uh, mergers and acquisitions and not a lot on uh, new plant and equipment. And there's going to be enormous pressure on these companies in the Trump administration and the Democrats. Everyone's putting pressure on these people. They want to see hiring. They want to see plant equipment in the United States. And so there's a lot of pressure on, on, on corporate America out there right now. And they've kind of held off their spending. So I think they could ramp up the spending next year, but something to think about business can do well, but you have to spend more money in new plant equipment that drops your profits a little bit. So it's very positive for the United States, but it, it drops profits some, and you got a very expensive stock market, the dollar, what's going to happen. I think we're seeing a trend where the dollar is going to start going down. Uh, a couple big things are happening. Lagarde, they have the changing of the guard, but L- Madame Lagarde of the, uh, of the uh, uh, formerly with the IMF is the new uh, chairwoman of the uh, European Central Bank. Uh, the other guy, Draghi, basically was the proponent of negative interest rates, which basically sank the European economy. They're going to they're going to try to gracefully get out of negative interest rates. 
there's huge pressure on Germany. Germany's been running a budget surplus to start spending money to, to get that around. The U.K., they're going to spend money. The conservatives are going to spend more money to try to get things going in 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 uh, in the U.K. There's talk. They, really, they did very well in a lot of areas, including poorer areas. So they're going to try to spend up to try to help those areas there. So you're seeing kind of you're going to see more spending next year, which is going to be pressure on interest rates. And, and 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 so as rates rise in Europe to some extent it's going to put pressure on the dollar because all the money's been coming to the United States because we're the only one that has any type of decent returns so uh i think there's huge pressure by the trump administration to push the dollar down because the higher the dollar goes the more uncompetitive we are so i think one of the big things for next year is going to be a lower dollar this is going to affect corporate profit. I think this is somewhat bullish for some commodities. I, I think it at least maybe put a floor to some extent under oil prices. It'll help them out if the dollar goes down. Very bullish for uh, precious metals, silver, gold. I think those have done very well for us this year. I think they're going to continue to do very well. Uh, pressure on the dollar is going to be very positive. You've got a Federal Reserve just dumped another half a trillion dollars in. Again, nobody trusts them. And so the, the precious metals is the way it's going to go. You're going to eventually see a lot of currency issues over the next two years, and that's going to be very bullish for that sector of the market. Shorter-term bonds, two, three-year bonds. Uh, if the Fed, if if we go into slowdown, the Fed is going to try to push rates closer to zero if the economy really takes off. They've said one of the big things that's happened in the last couple of weeks, there's been a lot of changes underneath that you just haven't seen, has been the, uh, you know, the Fed made some comments like, look, we could see rate in- inflation at two and a half, maybe, you know, closer to three before we try to raise interest rates. So they're going to they're going to try to raise inflation rates. That's negative for the dollar, very precious for very positive for precious metals, uh, more inflation. I think you're going to see in more inflation start creeping in. You're, you're seeing wage growth go up, and, and the Fed is going to try to step back a little bit because there's been a lot of pressure on them that they've they've really haven't haven't let the economy go. It, and, I, and so I think you could see some of that type of stuff happen there. And, and I think also I think when they say I think there's under. I think they're thinking the dollar is going to go low, which is going to be if the go, dollar goes lower, that's going to be put pressure on inflation. I think that's what they're sort of sensing. So, so shorter term bonds, uh, precious metals, agriculture, those things, some manufacturing. Right now, they've seen a big. I think you're going to see a resurgence of manufacturing. I think the Chinese are going to try to purchase more things to kind of calm things down a little bit, and uh, and so I think that that should help out. Uh, so though those are really the areas that that we're seeing the the best potential. I I, th- I think the fang, and I said this year this year we've been somewhat really been wrong on it, but I think the fangs, which is your Facebook, Apple, Google, uh, Netflix, uh, there there's just going to be a lot of pressure from all types of areas on for antitrust on them for uh, for privacy issues, which is huge. Uh, data protection, uh, taxation, uh, uh, political bias. It's just one thing after another. There's almost every every major state in the United States is now investigating these companies on antitrust, privacy, uh, all types of things. The the, uh, Justice Department is doing the same thing. The Justice Department's trying to get ahead of the states to try to get something going on this issue. I I think antitrust is going to be one of the big. If you look back to the early 20th century, which is the 1900s, 19, 1910, 1930 range in there, there was an enormous, a lot of you 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 had the same buildup and concentration of corporate power, and there was a big pushback in on antitrust issues, and that was pretty successful at, at putting down concerns people have. And I think you're going to see a lot of antitrust, some breakups of these companies. You could see some things where companies can't sell their own products. And so maybe an Amazon or a Google, you know, if the Google, you hit the Google search bar and then Google decides they're going to sell you their product or the same thing with Amazon. So instead of going to a, 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 a company that wants to sell you their product, they've got Amazon's product at the top. 
I think there's going to be all types of things like that. I think we talked about recently there's 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 a fascinating new antitrust thing on uh, a theory on Facebook out there that Facebook goes, well, look, we just give away the Facebooks. You're not charging anything. So what? we're not doing anything. There's no antitrust because they're not paying for anything. Well, this one lady came up with a brilliant theory. She goes, well, no, I'm giving you my private data and personal information, which you're selling, and you're asking me to pay more, give it more and more. And so you're actually charging me all my personal information. So you are making, so you are charging me, but you're, you're, you're forcing me to give all this information, which is valuable. So that, that's, so I think, I think it's over. I think you've seen, you're seeing close to some type of top and all this, that the, the FANG sector, uh, a lot of the tech sector, very expensive. We've already seen a blow up in the private equity sector. I think it starts working over to the publicly traded stocks. This is something we'll, we'll watch. All this is going to gather speed because nobody is going to gather any additional voters by protecting the big tech companies, by protecting Wall Street or big corporations. they very populous out there. And so I think you're going to see some of that. So these are some of the things I, I think – uh, stock picking is going to start outperforming and will continue to do so for the next decade. But tell you what, coming up here in the end of the show, uh, a few things. Go to our website, maxoutsavings.com, and uh, sign up for the free newsletter. If you need help managing your IRA rollover, that's what we do at Max Out Savings Advisors. We're value investors in the stock and bond markets. We do a lot of risk analysis, which I think more and more people are really starting to gravitate. They're seeing the risk. They know the risk in the markets. And so if you need some help, just go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. We'll be happy to help you. You can schedule an appointment or sign up for the free newsletter. And uh, get going. the other thing is... Uh, Continue to listen to the show. Successful Living is going to be on right right here. I'll be on that show as well, talking about some of the our, our philosophy and our ideas here at Max Out Savings. It's a fascinating show. Uh, Bill interviews all types of really interesting people. So uh, continue to listen to the show. Until then, also remember our motto and our philosophy, which is a key to building up wealth, which is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key right there. Save aggressively, invest conservatively. Coming up on year end, remember, we talked about over the show, maximize all your savings, your IRAs and 401ks now. Make sure you get your RMDs required minimum distribution. You can also give the money to charity, have the check written to charity called a qualified charitable distribution. It doesn't go on your uh, adjusted gross income. That's a real positive. If you need some help, you can just go to the website. We'll help you. Just send me a text. I'll try to help you out on that. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. Texas where the sun shines most of the time I've been driving about six hours Trying to fix that Arkansas line Fix Arkansas an hour ahead And I got to keep my wheel rolling I want to do it all that's on my mind 24 hours at a time Somebody